Perception, Perception is reality. Reality. Well, looky there. What do you know? We still have a show. Ladies and gentlemen, I was a little worried after the last episode, episode 173, that was titled, uh, what was the title of it? 2076. I was a little worried that we might be canceled by the man uh, we might be canceled by the powers that be the various hosting sites or the cia or the uh, fda the cdc the illuminati whoever is currently in charge of everything going on dr fauci i was afraid maybe somebody would scoop in and we would be canceled and and uh, we would not have any shows after the last show but here we are i am speaking into the old microphone speaking to you loud and clear and i want to thank you all for the numbers from the last show you guys turned out in high volume and you must have been telling other folks because we did some amazing numbers with the last episode i want to keep it going we're going to keep right on rolling in with this information because we are in the time that things just keep on rolling quickly and it's like drinking from a, a fire hose there's just so much information out here and the news and news cycle is just going so crazy fast that if you don't take a second to grab onto something it just all passes you by so we're going to keep right on rolling in with the same kind of content until something slows down here because i feel like we need to be discussing this yes there's a lot going on locally yes there's a lot going on at state levels yes i still want citizens to be involved but part of all of that is also being involved at the federal level and understanding what we're seeing going on in our world. Our world is very much what happens at the local level. It's very much what's going on at the state level. But we also are affected by what's happening at the federal level, what's happening as the entirety of the world. We're all in this together. We're all going through this. And just because we kind of have stepped through the looking glass, just because we are in kind of in this brave new world, doesn't mean these things haven't been seen before, or we haven't discussed these things or known about these things because let me be very clear folks these things have been talked about for years they have been discussed and written about in various books that used to be called fiction back uh, some time ago and now we kind of call it like the primer to the future like 1984 a brave new world books like that the bible if you haven't read uh, those books and others, you might want to go check them out because, folks, I'm telling you, we are living in a different time and all of this is very important. It's very important to our freedoms. It's very important to trying to look at the future and a hope for tomorrow. And if you don't want to be enslaved, if you don't want to be um, put in a situation where you no longer can make the decisions about what you and your family do on a day-to-day -day basis, how you live and what's going on with your body, 
body, then you might need to step up to the plate. Yes, there's a lot going on at the local level, and we're going to be talking about that. We are just getting ready to get into election season. Over the next couple years, we're going to have two really big years uh, and really three really big years as the next three years roll on. Uh, 2022, 2023, 2024 are all going to be big years with big elections and a lot of big things to talk about. But folks, what we are currently dealing with in Muncie, in Indianapolis, in your small community, wherever it is that you live, in Indiana, in Kentucky, in Colorado, in the United States of America, in England, in Germany, in France, what we have going on, what the people in Australia have going on, is something like we've never seen before. And if we, as people, do not start thinking with our common sense hats on, if we do not start putting our critical thinking hats on, if we do not start researching outside of our own confirmation bias zones, if we don't step out of the news stations and our friends who just constantly tell us what confirms our information and our beliefs that we've had all this time, if we don't start doing more in-depth research and reading and studying and understanding about a little bit of everything, and we don't start making decisions based on what makes the most amount of sense to us when taking in all of the information, then I'm afraid we are all going to be led down a path where we are going to wake up one day very soon, sooner rather than later, and we're going to say, wait a minute, how did we get here? And the people who believe everything that the right is supposed to believe and the people who believe everything that the left is supposed to believe believe and the people who are like ah screw it i don't need to know anything we're all going to be in these tunnels where we're going to be separated left right middle or whatever and it's all going to feed into one hallway where it leads us all into the same place and we're going to be like what how did we get here what's going on what's happening and i i'm really worried about that because I just, I, I'm watching what's happening and I'm watching the divide grow and people are staying in their little corners of the world only buying into what they already believe in and saying to hell with everything else and that's really leading them down a dangerous path. What's the first thing that I talk about when we talk about getting active and involved on the local level or the state level? getting educated and if you're not getting educated when you go out to support a candidate if you're not getting educated about all of the people that are running and about all of the information that's going on then you could be out there making the wrong decision and the same thing happens when we're talking about national issues if you're just going out without being fully informed and I don't mean fully informed about the things that you believe and that confirm your own bias. If you're just talking into your echo chamber and listening to the echo chamber back, if you're just going out there blindly following 
what you have always thought and believed without an understanding of anything else, then, my friends, you're doing so uneducated, and it's going to be bad for everyone on all sides, and that's that's really my belief. So we're going to be talking about that in this episode, and we will be getting into that in just a second. I do want to say thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you for listening. Please share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks we can be found on all major podcast hosting sites. We can definitely be found at the home link, perception.fireside.com. FM, and we can be found on Google by either searching for the full name Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey or simply looking for Bilbrey Podcast, which is B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. Look for us one of those ways. And lastly, don't forget to check me out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318 or Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. There I have written content as well as live video commentary that you won't want to miss. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, but when we return, we'll be getting into the meat of the episode. This is the 174th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm calling this episode Fear, Simply Fear. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Vital Farms, established in 2007. Vital Farms, where honest food is raised. Vital Farms' mission is to bring ethical food to the table. They do everything they can to improve the lives of people, animals, and the planet through food. Whether it's giving the girls year-round outdoor access, supporting family farmers, enabling you to trace your eggs back to the farm, or debunking misleading animal welfare claims, you can can always trust Vital Farms to be where honest food is raised. Their pasture-raised eggs, butter, and egg bites are delicious, ethical food that you do not have to question. Vital Farms, where honest food is raised. Check them out at vitalfarms.com today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 174. And you're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's great to be with you. We are talking in this episode, kind of as a continuation off of last episode, about something that I've noticed. If you have listened to any of these other episodes that I've talked about, I always talk about trying to look at things from a common sense perspective. I have a conservative leaning, I'm a conservative type of person in my beliefs and how I look at the world, but I'm very politically fluid in some aspects because I can see things from all perspectives and I don't have a problem to sit down with someone and communicate with them even if they might not believe the exact same way that I do, or they might not look at things the same way. I have no problem sitting down and discussing things, and I don't, in my opinion, get too trapped 
up into the confirmation bias or the echo chambers of needing to buy into what my conservative base is buying into. I listen to news sources from various different news agencies. I do more extensive reading than just listening to what Fox News might tell me or what talk radio tells me. I don't just listen to, you know, WoWo or WIBC out of Indianapolis and say, okay, I've got what I need. I listen to a little bit of everything. I read, I look online, I go to left-leaning liberal sites, and I take in as much as I can about any certain topic that I might be reading. And I talk to various people. I talk to various folks in uh, in different... uh, walks of life that might be involved in the area that I am looking into, and I do my very best to get information from all sides. That being said, we all, from time to time, can find ourselves falling into that trap. And when I was doing research for episode 173, for the vaccination talk and for the COVID-19 situation and the uh, individualized medicine. And when I was doing my research for that and looking at various websites and information, I I noticed that the information that I have collected over the last year, year and a half about COVID all kind of went to one side. It was all the perspective of the the conservative, uh, conservative or the right-leaning bent. Now, where I fall in my personal belief with the vaccine and whatnot is not a uh, I'm fighting against it or I won't do it because I'm fighting against the evil Democrats and I'm trying to push back against Biden's agenda or whatnot. I, it's not that. And, and we talked about all of that. I'm not going to go much more into that. It's, it's because of my fight against this one-size-fits-all uh, health system that we have going on in the country. But when I was researching, I noticed that it, it really doesn't matter what you're looking at What I noticed was, first, you can look at the exact same information coming from all of the major news networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, Al Jazeera TV, or whatever, and they can be talking about the exact same situation and they are all presenting it in a certain way that that basically says that piece of information to their base. Oh, it's Fox News. We're going to say it this way. Oh, it's CNN. We're going to say it this way. Oh, it's MSNBC. We're going to say it this way. Oh, it's Zero Hedge Online. We're going to say it this way. Oh, we're the Young Turks. We're going to say it this way. And it's all speaking to their base. One thing, though that all of these different websites and TV news and radio news and newspapers have in common is it seems like it is all designed 
to cause fear and to put fear in the mind of the consumer, whether it's fear of whatever they're talking about, COVID, or fear of the policies, or fear of the people on the other side, whatever side it might be, it's designed to put fear into the consumer. And that is something that, look, I'm not telling you anything new. I'm not telling you anything that you haven't heard before and that a million other people haven't talked about. But I think even today, and even being someone who is aware of that, sometimes I still get in the trap of forgetting that, and I get sucked into it. And, and especially talking about COVID, being a hypochondriac, man, I tell you, that's really bad, because I was watching all of this and, and freaking out when it all first hit. Talking about December, January uh, 19, going into Jan January of 2020, when this was first hitting in China, and then through February and March, and then when it finally hit here. And I remember how the news was making everything seem so much more scary. They were using various language to ramp everything up. I remember that specific language. And it seemed scary. And it seemed like it was something that we needed to pay attention to. And we needed to listen to every second of everything that they had to say so we could help stay alive. It seemed so worrisome. And everyone was rushing out and buying toilet paper up, and it was insane. Remember all of that? Since then, we have now lived through a year from March 2020 to March 2021, and then now from March 2021 all the way through November, and here we're coming up on December, and we've lived through that. We've lived through the ups and the downs and the constant day in and day out reminder of the death numbers and reminder of how many people are sick and how many people are on ventilators and how many hospital beds we don't have. What we don't ever see, what we don't ever get, is a count and the number and the tally of people who have had this and successfully survived it. The count of people who were able to fight this at home, and it really did nothing to them. They stayed at home, they quarantined, they didn't spread it to anybody else, and they're back out in the world living a productive life and everything is okay. What we don't get is a number of how many people ended up having to go to the hospital, but they were treated and they are now released and everything is okay. We don't get those numbers that are positive. We're only getting the numbers that make us fearful, that make us need to tune in to get more information. We need to tune in tomorrow to find out how many more people died since we found out the number today. And, and I, I, I remember how the news behaved back when it was first happening and then while it's actually happening to us and we're all living through it we all have eyes we all know what we're experiencing if we were living in new york we knew that uh, it's probably pretty bad around here. If you were living in Muncie or Anderson or, or Indianapolis, Indiana, you know, it was bad. But for the longest time, hell, I didn't even know anybody that had COVID. It took nearly a year 
for there to be someone that I was closely connected with that had COVID and that person easily made it through with no issues. Now, that was wildly different than everything that I was hearing in the news in March and April and May and June and July of 2020. We were hearing about how bad this was going to be, and it was you know, just something that we needed to to stay in our house and stay away from people and and to not go to work and we needed to shut life down and and you know remember at first we needed uh, the 15 days to flatten the curve and then we needed to just do a little bit longer listen to science listen to Fauci listen to the news anchors listen to what we're being told listen to our governors listen to the senators listen to those that are telling us how bad this is listen to the corners that are on TV every night telling how many people they're dealing with and they're needing to bring in freezers to haul uh, bodies around and to, to, to take care of these bodies until they could be buried because there were so many people dying. And look, I'm not downplaying the amount of people that have died with this. That is sad, and it is forever going to affect those people and their 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 family and their friends and, and their lives, and and that's a that's a sad situation. That being said, numbers are numbers. Okay, if you have ten people on an island and six of them die, that is pretty catastrophic. You only got four people left. If you have 7 billion people on the planet and 100,000 of them die or, or whatever the number is, that is catastrophic for each and every one of those family members. But as far as the grand scheme of things of the number of people, it's, it's just numbers-wise, and I know that's going to make me seem very cold. It's not that big of a thing numbers wise just talking about numbers okay but if you listened to the news even if you lived in places like Muncie and Anderson and and Indianapolis and and uh, Nebraska where it wasn't nearly as bad as it was in say India where they are living on top of each other and there was nowhere to get away from someone coughing on you, then you know we have to realize that getting that news shoved down our throats and brainwashing us, scaring us, making us believe that we should be as fearful as the people in New York or in L.A. or in London or, or wherever, it's just... Again, kind of like the medicine, it can't be a one-size-fits-all. We have to use a little bit of common sense, which I will admit is hard when you're hearing things that you've never heard before and you're hearing them say people are going to die and this is going to be a horrible pandemic and it's going to be like nothing we've ever seen before and you get trapped up in that fear. See, I knew every bit of this. I know how the media operates and I've known it for a long time. But even in the early stages of this, I was able to get trapped up in that. Now, that doesn't mean 
because things haven't been that bad that you get lackadaisical and you forget what you're doing and you don't use precautions because that's how you wind up sick or, or having issues. You still have to take the proper precautions and you have to try to social distance when you can and and you have to use common sense, okay? That's just that's common sense because not doing that, you're you're tempting uh, fate at that point, and and there's no reason to do that. You don't want to purposefully go out and lick door handles and whatnot. You know, you you need to be a little bit more intelligent than that. But you don't need to trap yourself in this repetitive brainwashing that the media and social media and everywhere is attempting to do to us to keep us in some kind of line or in some kind of control for whatever reason. And I didn't really realize that until just a couple days ago when I first heard about this new variant. How many variants have we had through COVID? I think we've had something like 20 or 21, 22 different variants. And we've all heard, oh, this variant might be a little worse. This variant might be, you know, better, not better, not better. It's not like this is going to give you superpowers, but this, this variant might not be as bad or the Delta variant, it's bad and it's ravaging through. And, and it was pretty tough. Everyone was getting this and the numbers were increasing and, and it was, it was a big deal. The Delta variant seemed to be a little bit more contagious. It seemed to make people a little bit sicker and it needed to be worried about to a certain degree. And we need to be able to still live our lives and go to work and do what we needed to do and live life, but use a little bit of common sense. Kind of like how my, my parents always used to tell me when I was afraid of storms when I was a little kid. There's nothing to fear. You just have to respect it. You have to understand that it's not something to just fluff off and say, okay, this is no big deal, but just kind of be aware of it and live your life and then, you know, respect what's going on and, you know, go out and, and do your thing. Otherwise, it becomes crippling, and there's, that's not really a way to live a life either. So you just have to use common sense with it. Okay, so I kind of started doing that. I don't at any point say that I got lackadaisical, like I said, because I'm someone who is very uh, cautious of all of this stuff being a hypochondriac anyways, okay? So I always use the precautions that I feel make me most safe and that help keep me healthy and and out of being sick and 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 all of that and i think that everyone else needs to use those same precautions if that means getting the vaccine for you fantastic if that means wearing a mask for you fantastic if you say hey screw it i don't need the vaccine or wear a mask that's you i'm going to do my thing now that does not necessarily mean the vaccine for me but it does mean i wear a mask if there's lots of people around hey maybe it doesn't do anything for me but it does give me that mental uh barrier and so you know i do it if it doesn't bother you, you me wearing a mask then toss off about it. But I wash my hands, I try to avoid people, I, I don't shake hands, and, you know, I live my life. 
And I really kind of stopped paying attention to everything else. And I thought, hey, look, this is kind of the way to be, you know? I see my grandparents, I'm around my, my uh, parents, my mom and my stepfather who are in their, in their 60s. My, my grandparents are in their 80s. We've all been living life. And I see my friends, when you know, and, and I, I come and go and, and do things as I want to, being safe, really not paying attention to all of the fear-mongering. And then, just a few days ago, I noticed something happen. I started hearing everybody chattering about a new variant, the Omicron variant, the 23rd or 24th variant. They skipped a couple because they didn't want to be racially insensitive or confusing because of various uh, names in the Greek alphabet or whatever and and, uh, lettering. So they skipped a couple, and we're at Omicron. And apparently there is some confusion on how to pronounce the name. People are adding new and different letters to it. It sounds like the name of some bad guy from the new Marvel movie or Lord of the Rings or something. Omicron, you know, whatever. Everybody that's talked about this has done that, so I'm not going to get into all of that. But uh, that's the new name. It's out of Africa, and apparently... It has been uh, something of interest to the science community for a while uh, now, and they've been studying it and watching it. The actual name of this is B as in boy, period one, period one, period five, two, nine. So B11529 is the actual scientific uh, name or lot number that they give this uh, variant, and then they assign it a uh, a Greek letter, which is Omicron, apparently. And this was first discovered in Africa. And the doctor now, who first was very instrumental in finding this, has been interviewed and has said, "Hey, this is nothing to really be concerned about because." the cases that I have seen from this tend to be a little bit more mild than other variants. Now, I have heard this man say this. I have read this from him, and I have, I have seen interviews where he has talked about this. But for some unknown reason, all of the government's and all of the media are acting completely different. They're talking about how this could be the next big wave. They're talking about locking travel down from various countries. We might need to go to specific lockdowns in our own community. I think, hell, uh, Australia's already locking people in their homes for the next two weeks. It's, it's just absolutely insane what's going on in, in Australia. But the news is seeming absolutely bonkers over this, and it's very... Very similar to January, February, and March 2020. And this time, I realized that. See, this is kind of part of the problem. For the last year and six, eight, nine months, they have been telling us 
that we are near doom every other day, and when nothing really happens and, and you still go on about life the way that it is, and when this horrible, horrible pandemic, and it is, and it's changed life for so many people, and, and the way that things used to be probably will never be again, uh, unfortunately, and it's, it's a whole new world we now live in, and I understand that. But we have to keep in mind that there's still like a 98%, 99% survival rate with this thing, okay? So no one ever says that. They tell you all the doom and gloom, but they don't tell you the very big and almost most important aspect, which is there is still a 98 or 99% survival rate surrounding this. But what I noticed was there is so much craziness going on, and it's very similar to the early stages of all of this back in January, February uh, of 2020. And I was like, wow, you know, how many people are, are falling for all of this again? It's like the little boy who cried wolf. They do it so frequently, and nothing happens eventually we stop listening. And hell, who knows? Maybe one of these days it'll be serious. But by then, everyone will have been so tired of all of the other times they cried wolf that no one will be paying attention and we'll all be got by whatever it is that's getting us. And, you know, that's kind of the harm in all of this. And so I started wondering, why did this start happening? When did the news and the media start going away from telling the news, doing what they needed to do, and being gone? And when did they start buying into this New World Order Illuminati plan to try and indoctrinate all of us and send us down the path of mind control that they're trying to do, whether they know they're a part of it or not, or it's just happening. I don't really know. Who knows at that point, you know, and that doesn't really matter. It doesn't no matter if they're actually in on it or they're being controlled and then they just control us. It is what's happening, and it's something that we, in order to be educated so that we can be better involved, need to understand, and it's, it is really important to look at. There definitely was a transformation of network news, and there has been a lot of research done in this area. This has been talked about a lot of different times, but again, I feel like we have kind of lost the way here because I see how many people buy into what's being sold to them, and I'm like, wait a minute, we need to wake up. It's kind of like we are under their fog, and it's like, hey, hey, shake yourself and wake up. You know, how did we go, again, from the news doing what it's supposed to do, telling us the information that occurred and then letting us make our own mind up on it. It's okay to have commentators. I I would be nowhere if, if that wasn't the place. But you have to be able to know when this person is telling you their opinion and this is an opinion piece or when you're being fed some factual information. The marriage of the two is where it's kind of dangerous. If, if I was telling you that I'm just here to give you the facts and then I was 
pumping my opinion into it. That's not a good thing. There has to be the separation there of the hard-boiled, just the news information, just the facts, ma'am, and the separation of the opinion pieces. And that is very important. 20, 30, 40 years ago, there were no news network businesses. News network was not a business. You had the three big broadcast television networks, uh, NBC, CBS, and ABC. And all of those news stations covered news at various times. They had the evening news, and they would come on for half an hour, and they would go off. And, and they might have a, a half hour or an hour program of commentary or, commentary or back and forth uh, or opinion but then that would go off and you would have programming. There was no such thing as an around the clock, around the, the day, the 24-hour news cycle was not a thing. Basically, it was what you got in your newspaper, what you got from your talk radio, and what you got during your nightly news. That was it. They didn't see it as a big money-making venture. That is where the problem is, in my opinion. They didn't expect for news to turn a profit. They did not believe that news programming could be something that was profitable. Basically, they presented the news programming, and they did so because of the prestige prestige that it would bring to their network, basically so that they could satisfy a sense of public service requirement. And they did this for the Federal Communication Commission, the FCC, and, and of uh, Congress. They saw this as something that they could do to be a good corporate citizen, okay? And back then, what happened was these big three networks earned enough money from their entertainment portions of their their day, which was a majority of their day, that they could operate at a loss during the half-hour or hour-long news program that they would put on. Matter of fact, one uh, article actually stated that the um, former CBS correspondent Marvin Kalb recalls the owner and chairman, William Paley, instructing news reporters at a meeting in the early 60s that they should not be concerned about costs. And he joked, I have Jack Benny to make money. Jack Benny, for those that are not familiar, was a vaudeville actor-comedian on radio and TV in the uh, 60s and 70s uh, and earlier, earlier on. But uh, is I used to think that I used to call my grandfather Jack Benny. I thought I thought my grandfather looked like Jack Benny when I was young for some unknown reason. So uh, a lot of people probably won't know who he is. But um, yeah, that's that's how they felt about that, and so they were not concerned. And to say now today that the president of a of a broadcast company would not be concerned about making money on their news program is absolutely insane that is something that is laughable they would never say something like that it's it's definitely not an exaggeration to think that like that has seriously 
changed since back in the early 60s, which really wasn't that long ago. You know, today, ABC, CBS, NBC operate in a completely competitive environment, along with other news networks um, like Fox and CNN and Al Jazeera and and other other networks that are out there. It's it's really a cutthroat um, environment, and they're out there to make as much money as they possibly can. Today, when you have thousands of channels at your disposal, along with all of these various apps that you can stream things on, and you have a, a computer and a laptop and a tablet and a smartphone where you can watch all sorts of various different programming and social media and streaming events coming in at your fingertips... It's almost like they can't compete. You know, they, they are doing everything they can to to stay up. And this transformation has not been good for us, okay? This has basically transformed everything in the, as far as uh, news and journalism and reporting has has been concerned because it's it's something now that they they have to be able to make money to be able to pay the people to be able to do what they need to do because if not they they just simply won't exist. Um, those most severely threatened by the way broadcast business operate are those original big three networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC, because they lose money next to the other programming that I've talked about. And it's basically how everything is set up. And, and you have so small of companies you know, you might have six or seven companies that own all of the news networks, okay? So everybody's competing for everything, and these they're like sharks that are eating up smaller fish so that they can take over everything, and it's like a monopoly. And it really, really does a disservice for all of us. The demand for profit rises not because those owners are greedy than the predecessors, but because the financial challenge that they face are tougher. And, and I'm not saying that, that that's the only reason. There is a lot of greed also. But you do have to look at what it takes to produce what they do now and to send people out to get the story and to do everything that they do. The TV entertainment business in particular has deteriorated because programming costs rise uh, and and there's more competition. Ratings fall because shows are harder to find and because you can find things now on streaming and YouTube and all of this and you've got podcasts and, and all of that out there. That's leaving the TV entertainment business struggling and because of that, you know, they can't say, well, we just, we don't have to worry about making money anymore. To some extent, news programs are now looked at as a way to sub, uh, uh, subsidize entertainment and sports offerings. It's just the reverse of the way things that, how things used to be. And that is, is really bad. And those changes means that the practice of journalism uh, has changed. Uh, and, and that is that's really bad for um, 
for us, in my opinion. <clears throat> you get people who are more interested in being first, being more bloody, being more sexualized, being being out there and telling the story, and it has been so harmful in the last several years, uh, really, really since the start of the 24-hour news cycle. And uh, if, I'll be interested to know how many people know when that really kicked off. The start of the 24-hour news cycle kicked off, do you know when? It really kicked off in the end of the 80s or the early 90s, and the things that helped to kick off that 24-hour news cycle was the Gulf War, the start of CNN when CNN began, uh, and the O.J. Simpson uh, murder, and, and then the pursuit, the high-speed pursuit, and then, of course, the O.J. Simpson trial, when it went for as long as it drug on for, and people were just glued to their television to get information uh, the way that they were trying to get information. And uh, it, that's kind of what kicked off the this news cycle that we have now where it's a 24-hour news cycle and every news agency has people around the clock and they've got channels and some channels have various channels that they're having different programming on you know 24 hours a day to try to be the first to bring you the information first and fastest. It doesn't matter if it's right. It doesn't matter if it's wrong. It doesn't matter what the deal is. As long as they get the information out to you before anybody else does, as long as it speaks to their base and their public love it, and as long as it calls the other side the devil, as long as it calls the other side Nazis, as long as it calls the other side idiots, then that's what they like to do. And I'm going to be very clear to you here. I am not a journalist. I'm not speaking to you as a professor of journalism, as a master of wizardry when it comes to the media. I'm just speaking to you as a person who has common sense. If you don't recognize that every bit of information, including this that you're listening to, is selling you on some kind of a spin, on some kind of a slant, then you need to stop listening to everything because everybody out there is selling you on something. When you're listening to the daily news at 5 o'clock in the morning on CNN, you can be sure that they are selling it to you with a left-leaning slant. When you are listening to Fox and Friends, you can be sure that they are selling it to you with some kind of a right-leaning slant. When you are listening to the folks that are supposed to be commentators that are out here that are not supposed to be necessarily mixing the news and, and, the, and, and all of that, they're doing the same thing. So everybody does that. You just have to be aware of it. I'm not saying it's necessarily bad. I'm just saying that we as consumers need to not get locked in to just taking it from one side and completely discounting the other side. You don't know how to debate. You don't know what they're saying. You don't know. Do you know how many times 
I have been listening to something that is on a channel or is from someone that I respect, and I'm like, wait, wait a minute, oh, back up. What you just said there is completely asinine. I don't agree with that because I use common sense. Because besides just listening to WIBC and Fox News, I listen to it all. When I want to research a topic, I don't just go to my echo chamber. I research that topic thoroughly in in all aspects. I want to hear what the other side is saying about it. And sometimes I might agree with the other side. So when it comes to the fear-mongering that they do, that's what they always do. Right now, a, an asteroid is heading towards Earth, and everybody on the face of the planet has said, this is not coming anywhere near Earth, it's not going to cause any kind of issue, and this is nothing to even remotely worry about. But if you look at all of the headlines and all of the little clicks and everywhere on social media, it says asteroid headed towards earth you know they do that because you are not going to be interested unless you are afraid you are not going to be willing to click on the story and look at their advertising that they have to offer you and get their uh cookies on your computer and be sucked into their algorithms by clicking on their information if you don't have something that you need to read being like oh my god i gotta see am i gonna die next from this is this gonna kill me is omicron gonna get me now let me be very clear all i'm telling you is we have to be very clear that I don't even say anymore that the media is left or right. I say they're all doing their thing, and it's all some kind of uh, New World Order. You know, Illuminati's a joke because of what it's become. I don't know what you want to call it. But, folks, we need to wake up and realize that it's all leading us to the same place. It doesn't matter if it's the right-leaning media or the left-leaning media what they're doing out here, fear-mongering the way that they are, is all leading us down to the same path. And seriously, we all need to wake up. That's just, that, that's the bottom line. All right, we do need to take a quick break. When we return, I want to talk just a little bit about my thoughts on this new COVID variant. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to this 174th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by the National Concealed Carry Association. Check them out at the nationalconcealedcarryassociation.com. The National Concealed Carry Association exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates, offering elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors, and providing rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. Check them out at National Concealed Carry Association. Dot com. Do not delay. I saw the light of a thousand screens. I saw us closing our minds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and I wanted to take just a second before we wrapped this episode up to give you my thoughts on this new COVID variant. 
So the new variant is out. It's called Omicron, and people can either say it or they can't. They put extra letters in it. They don't put extra letters in it. It does sound like a made-up name from Lord of the Rings or whatever. Just roll with it. Say it and pronounce it however you want to, okay? I really don't care about all of that. So it's emerged, and with it comes a new wave of uncertainty and questions. And mostly, these questions are unanswered. Is it more contagious? Is it more deadly? Does it look like it was man-made because there's more mutations on the spike protein? Who knows yet, okay? It's just coming out, and if you go to your news source... They're all telling you various things. If you go to news sources that come from the left, they're telling you that we're all going to die and it is the fault of the people who are unvaccinated. If you go to the right news sources, they're telling you we're all going to be okay. There's no issue. Calm down. What's really going to kill us is the vaccine and the people who are wanting to take away our rights because of this. And so they're all turning us against each other one way or another. And that's what we have to protect our minds against. We need to stop allowing the machine, the powers that be, we need to stop allowing them to separate us and to divide us into these groups of us versus them. All right. Right now, what we've got going on with this variant, if that's what you're worried about, we really just don't know. The doctor who was boots on the ground, who was instrumental in first locating this and finding out that this was a new variant, he has said it seems to be mild. It does produce a little different symptoms in patients, but the symptoms seem to be mild. What we are also hearing is that if you are unvaccinated and you come in contact with it, you may get this. Chances are you will survive. If you have underlying issues, it may be a little harder. There are some people that may get this and that may have serious issues. And there are some that may die from this. The same as that is with the cold or car crashes or drugs or anything else that goes on literally in life. The one thing that I can guarantee you is we are all going to die at some time from something. So, you know, let's just be real about this, all right? One thing that I think is funny is that the specialist and the people that are supposed to know all about this and the doctors and the people on the left and the people on the right, they're all contradicting themselves because we have people, specifically the vaccine makers, saying, oh, the vaccines are okay, you need to get them, you need to get them. That's how you can protect yourself from this new variant. Meanwhile, they're also saying, well, my vaccine will protect you, but their vaccine doesn't. And their vaccine says, no, ours protects you, but theirs doesn't. And what we're hearing is that the Omicron variant can affect you if you have not had COVID. It can affect you if you have had COVID and you're unvaccinated. It can affect you if you have had the vaccine but have not had the virus. And it can affect you if you have had the vaccine and have had the virus. It seems like whatever's going on with this, it seems like it might be a little more contagious, but 
less serious. I'm not a doctor. I don't even play a doctor on television, and I definitely don't play a doctor here at the podcast. So do not take any of this for medical advice. As I said in episode 173, if you want to get the vaccine, get it. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't. You need to do what's right for you. But understand that when you flip through Fox, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, they're all going to say different things. And everything they say is all designed to trap you in the circle of fear, keeping you afraid of the virus, keeping you afraid of the white man, keeping you afraid of the black man, keeping you afraid of Republicans, keeping you afraid of Democrats, keeping you afraid of guns, keeping you afraid of not owning guns, keeping you afraid of living life to the fullest. That's what they're doing. So, as we have done with literally every other variant of COVID and AIDS and cancer and becoming diabetic, having COPD, getting a sunburn, or literally just getting the cold, okay? The cold might not kill you. The cold can kill some people. It has. But Chances are you'll be all right, but people still don't want to get it. I had COVID. I don't want to get COVID again. I'm going to take every precaution except at this point getting the vaccine to stop myself from getting COVID. I'm going to fall short of getting the vaccine. I will not do that at this point, but everything else that I can do, I'm going to do. I do not want COVID again, but I do want to say when I had COVID, I will say this, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the worst and 1 being one being not sick and 10 being death, it was a 2 or a 3. Uh, maybe, maybe a 3. Probably more like a 2. And I am not taking this lightly. I am not, I'm not laughing or joking about this. I'm not trying to tempt... Uh, fate or God or, or, or COVID or, or anything else that's going on. I'm just being realistic. I was not that bad, and, and I was still pretty bad. I, di- I didn't feel good. I felt tired. I felt sluggish. I had a fever for six days, and I felt like poop. But that being said, I have been a lot sicker with a lot of other things that have made me feel worse, and I felt like, oh, God, I'm, just, I, I'm never going to feel better. I'm going to die. What, whatever's going on, I, I hate this. And with COVID, I just I didn't feel that bad. Now I don't wanna I don't wanna do it again. I don't wanna have it worse. I'm going to do everything that I can to avoid it. But one of the things that I'm going to avoid is the confirmation bias. One of the things I'm going to avoid is the echo chamber. And one of the things I'm going to avoid is the circle of fear that the media tries to trap you in. I'm a political junkie. I'm a news junkie. I love talk radio. I love my commentators that I listen to. And I want you guys to love all of that as well. I want you to listen to me. I want you to share me with everyone you know. Tell people they can find this show and all others at perception.fireside.fm. Perception is reality with Christopher H. Bilberry. We can be found literally every, every, 
every place that you can find other podcasts, you will be able to find this show and all the others and all of the future episodes. Please tell people to look for them. Pass this show on. That being said, I want you to take my show and every other show and every other news media and commentator and everything else that you listen to, watch, and or read with a grain of salt. Use common sense. Use your head. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Talk to those people that you care about and that you trust and get out of the echo chamber. Get out of the circle of fear. Get out of the confirmation bias because it is all designed to make us angry, make us fearful, and it's designed to control us and to tear us down. I see it plain as day. What I'm witnessing right now in the news is exactly what I was witnessing in March of 2020 with this new variant. And it's because people are getting back to living their lives. They realize they're not being able to scare people into the vaccine. They're not being able to mandate people into the vaccine. They're not being able to send you off to some rapper concert and stick you in the back of the neck with a needle and give you the vaccine. Uh, apparently, they got a couple people that way, but they didn't get me. And they're realizing that there are still people out there that are just saying, no, I'm not going to buy into all of that. You don't have me. You don't control me. You will not control me. You do not get my mind. You do not get my body. And you do not get my soul. And that is not debatable. And it's not for sale. And that is where I draw the line. And it's where you should draw the line too. Watch the news. Listen to the news. Have your favorite news host, your news anchor, and your news channel. But step out of your box every now and then. Don't be fearful. Don't let it take you and twist you up and make you a mental case, uh, a head case. Don't let this drive you insane. Don't let this stop you from living life. You must get out and live life and live life to the fullest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this 174th episode of Perception is Reality. Please remember to share the show with everyone you know. The home link is perception.fireside.fm. Remember it, share it, love it, spread it. We can also be found on all major podcast hosting sites. That's literally every podcast hosting site out there. We can be found. Search for us by name. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. You guys take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. God bless each and every one of you. You are all fantastic. Please continue to reach out and contact us. We love it. We love talking to you, hearing what you got to say, good, bad, right, wrong, or indifferent. We love all of it. You guys are amazing. Try your very best to not get COVID. Wash your hands, social distance. If you want to get the vaccine, get it. If you don't, don't. The number one thing is don't let whatever decision you make destroy your mental health. If you do end up getting the virus, 
virus, remember, chances are you're going to be just fine. Keep in mind that you're going to have various different symptoms. You might have a fever. You might have a headache. You might be sore. You might be tired. You might have crazy dreams or whatever goes on. But the thing that matters is the breathing. As long as you feel like you're getting air and you're breathing and your lungs are working fine, you're going to be all right. If you feel like you're sucking air, you feel like you can't breathe, you're out of breath just sitting on the couch, you're out of breath moving from the couch to the bathroom, you need to talk to your doctor. Do not delay. Don't say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Don't say, well, I'll put it off for another six hours, eight hours, 12 hours. Get in and talk to your doctor. Go to the hospital and figure that out. People waiting a couple more days is what gets people in tough spots. You do not want to delay if you're having trouble breathing. Other than that, having a fever, having a headache, having a cough, you're going to be all right. Write it out. You'll be fine. But if you feel like you need to talk to your doctor, you need to do that. You know your body. I will look forward to talking to you all again real soon. Cheers. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.